Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. Okay, Erev Tov, everybody. Continuing with the laws of um, Pesach. Uh, before I begin, just a reminder that after Arvit, I'm, I'm giving a shiur on the Parashat Shavua. Everyone is welcome to stay, uh, since we will be finished at around uh, 8 o'clock tonight. So everyone is welcome to stay. Um, today's topic is one that is brought up a lot in, in the, in the post-scheme, which is that of cit- citric acid. Citric acid, I'm just looking for the uh, page here, give me a moment. Um, citric acid is found in a lot of the uh, foods that we, uh, that, we cons- that we consume and eat. And uh, really there's a big divide with regards to whether this is allowed or not. Um, and uh, he goes through the opinions. And then he has a long, a long piece that I'll, I'll read just a translation in English so that... Uh, we will uh, get a, a better idea of what this is. So this is what he says about citric acid. Chometzet limon. Chometzet limon mishtamshim lehatamat mitzim. It's used for the um, for the purpose of giving flavor to juice, ribot, jams, mamtikim, other sweets, motre mazon, shonim. We know we see it in uh, in tomatoes, tomato sauce, diced tomatoes. In the past, they used to extract it from lemons, and from other fruits. Today, it comes a lot from wheat flour. So you would hear that, and you would say to yourself, okay, this must be chametz. If it's coming from wheat flour, and it's used to provide flavor, it seems to be chametz. To those who permit citric acid, even though at the beginning of the process we're mixing flour with water and it could be that it becomes chametz. Since at the period, while this is going on through the process, the, the, the kemach is, is losing its taste and its appearance. It becomes invalidated from, from a dog to eat it. Batel mimenu shem chametz. The name of chametz, the status, the category of chametz becomes batel, becomes nullified. Umutar achakach lechol mozarim sheyesh bayim chametz edimon. And you would be allowed to eat these items that have citric acid. One of the major poskim that allows citric acid is Rav Avadi Yosef. In Yichavedat, he brings it down that citric acid is mutar. Leumat zot, on the other side of the uh, argument, you have poskim rabim Many poskim hechmiru, they are strict. Uldatam, rak chametz shenifsal meachilat kelev, machmat shenitkalkel, batel mimenu shem chametz. Only chametz that became uh, pasul from the uh, eating of a dog because it be, uh, it's spoiled. That's what makes it, that's what loses the name chametz. Aval chametz shebekavana garmulo sheipasel meachila, but chametz that you caused in order to, uh, to spoil, and not on its own. Therefore, so that you can, you purposely spoiled it so that you can use it for your food. 
Eno batel, that does not become batel, does not become nullified. Vedinok chametz echol davar. And therefore, its law is like chametz uh, according to everything. Now, there are some Sephardic poskim that hold like this, or Letzion holds like this as well. Ulam, Harav Sha'ar Yashuv HaKohen, Rav Sha'ar Yashuv HaKohen, Rabash Ra'ir Haifa, Badak, he made a very big investigation. Umatza, She'en Bechometz Elimon, Kol Chashash Chametz. He goes, you will not find any Chashash, any worry of Chametz with citric acid. Number one, Rashid, HaKemach Shemimenu Matchilim Etanich Elo Machmitz. The, the, the flower that you're starting the process does not become chametz. Even though you're mixing with water, it's only there six minutes. And we know 18 minutes is what, what makes a flower and water chametz. Only there six. After that, after that, we separate the um, the, uh, the starch, that's one of the ingredients in the oil. And that starch on its own cannot make something chametz. Turns out that the citric acid is not produced from the wheat starch itself. But rather it's from the molds that feed off a substance whose ingredients uh, include a material extracted from the unleavened starch. Okay? Now, he does have a very large note over here that, that I want to just translate here. I found a translation already prepared, so I don't have to read the Hebrew and the English. I'm just going to read for you the English. And he says the following. This debate is very extensive, and the key questions are, is something that was batel b'shishim before Pesach, chozer v'neor, once Pesach begins? So again, if something was nullified before Pesach, do I say that on Pesach it reawakens? And now I don't look at it as it, as it is uh, nullified, and therefore it would be chametz. Even if not, would a stabilizing agent, it's called davar hamamid, be any different? And what if it is not the sole agent? So the Badatz, the Bedin Sedek, and many other kosher certification agencies, among many uh, here in North America, are very strict about citric acid and similar products. However, according to Rav Shari Yashub Kohen's long essay, it seems clear that there is no reason for concern that citric acid contains chametz. More precisely, the starch is first separated from the gluten by spinning the wheat flour in water for six minutes. As we know, it takes 18 minutes for flour and water to become chametz, so the flour could not have become chametz in those six minutes. By then, the starch, which has already been separated from the gluten, cannot become chametz because the gluten is the substance within the flour where the leavening takes place. Without gluten, starch cannot become chametz. That's a rule. That's uh, the uh, the rule of how gluten works. So the starch is then heated to 140 degrees Celsius until it liquefies as glucose. This heating process destroys the existing molecules and changes their composition. To dispel any doubt, an attempt was made to leaven this substance, but it was unsuccessful. The liquid dextrose is then, that's glucose, is then mixed with sulfur to destroy the enzymes in it and render it inert and unable to ferment. Since it never had the chance to become chametz, it certainly will not become chametz in the future. This is the first stage of the process which shows that the extracted starch does not become chametz. The next step is to place the liquid into large vats to feed the molds. 
it is left until the mold has finished digesting all of the dextrose and excreted another substance that's called citric acid. So citric acid is not a product of the starch, but a product of the mold. Just as if one used organic fertilizer that contained remnants of bread to fertilize vegetables, the vegetables would undoubtedly be kosher for Pesach, certainly citric acid excreted by molds that digested a liquid that never became chametz in the first place would be kosher for Pesach. This conclusion has major implications for other industrial ingredients that use wheat starch that never became chametz and that undergoes fundamental alterations before being reintegrated into food. All right? So there's the essay. And there are many, many kashrut agencies that hold citric acid is uh, not kasher le Pesach. Um, so I always tell people, study, study how citric acid works. You clear, clearly see that citric acid is not, does not, is not even made chametz in the first place. But, you know, many of the agencies, they see wheat, they see the word chita, and then they go crazy, right? And they go, okay, we got flour and we got water, it must be chametz. But, um, what can I say? Uh, I hold citric acid is not chametz uh, based on doing the studying, the research. Uh, but again, every person should follow their own, uh, their own uh, local rabbi. Okay, yafe. Next topic. Sabonim me cosmetica. Nechleku aposkim bishela madin mozarim shenoado lisichat aguf shemora bahem chametz. The poskim also disagree with regards to uh, items that you use for your body that could be mixed with chametz. Haim yesh leosram be pesach. Do we forbid these items on pesach? Veomnam. En krem o sabon ha'asui mechametz. It's not that it's made with chametz. Ela she'iti me'aravim besabonim o beshampoo o bekremim shonim alkohol ha'asui mechita. Sometimes in these soaps, in these shampoos, in these creams, you have uh, wheat alcohol that that uh, that that is involved. O chomarim acherim shu'ufku mechametz or certain things that were extracted from chametz ve'ashela madinam. And the question is, what is their law? So you see a lot of colognes and perfumes. All these things that we that we put on our body, what is the law with regards to them? Assuming that they have wheat alcohol, if they don't have anything of wheat alcohol, then there's nothing to talk about for sure. But let's say they do. Yes, Omim, there are those who say that according to the rabbis, that that putting something on your body, anointing or, or rubbing things in your body, is equivalent to drinking. Even though the chametz can, is not, cannot be eaten by a dog, since it is, uh, um, it, you're able to anoint and rub this on your body, it has the name of chametz, and therefore you can't use it on Pesach. You need to make sure that your soaps and your shampoos and your creams are kosher for Passover, according to one side. When the Chachamim said that rubbing of creams on your, uh, on your skin, as called Sicha, uh, is equivalent to drinking, that's only with regard to Yom Kippur, and the oils of Terumah. But the other things that the Torah prohibited, it's only with actual eating, but not with Sicha. And even though the chametz you cannot have benefit from, since it was inedible by a dog from before Pesach, 
it does not have the name, the title of Chametz on it anymore. And you would be allowed to use these shampoos, use these soaps, and these creams. Since we are dealing with a doubt on a rabbinical matter, the law is that you are mekil, and you could use these items. Those people that want to be meudar and they're, they're, they're machmir, okay, good for them. He divides all these things into four categories. And the middle two are the ones with machloket. The first one is the most strict, he says. Toothpaste, you have to make sure that it's kashul pesach. For us, for we Sfaradim, there is really nothing in the toothpaste that could be a problem, but he says you have to just make sure. Since there's an actual taste to your toothpaste, that's number one. Number two, this is your body creams, body lotions, or lip gloss without, uh, without a taste. Or perfume or cologne that has alcohol. Like we just said, the halacha is you are mekil, we don't need a, a kashut. Because they are not made for eating. And besides the fact, most of the time, you won't even find chametz in these things. There are those people that make sure to buy these things kashut lepesach. That's the second uh, category. The third category Sabon ve shampoo, that's soap and shampoo. Again, kevan Since these things are anyways just used for your hair and for cleanliness and not to be absorbed in your body, yes, yoter makom In these situations, for sure you would be allowed to be mekil, yes machmirim, and even, but, but uh, here too you have some people who are machmir. these are cleaning products. This is the fourth category. For example, mishchat na'alayim, you have your shoe polish, uh, or bekadome, or other things that you use around the house. Enam tzerichim shum ashkacha. You don't need any ashkacha on these things. All these people that put ashkacha on cleaning products, they're stealing your money. You don't need to put have any ashkacha ever on a cleaning product. Ve'av chomre nikui They're smart businessmen, though, but they're stealing your money. Ve'av chomre nikui lekelim enam tzerichim ashkacha. Even though these things don't require hashgacha because their taste is pagum spoiled, and even if they if if they put chametz there, tamo nifkam pesach. The taam has been spoiled from before pesach. yoter chametz klal, and uh, it does not have the status of chametz uh, whatsoever. So um, that concludes a very very informative chapter of Hilchot Kashut the Pesach. We talked about a few things. If you want to hear the previous things we talked about. And go online and listen to it. But uh, Baruch Hashem uh, looks like we'll continue with a new topic uh, next week.